one of the questions that people ask us here is, you know, what if I get lost? And my response generally is, you know, the bigger issue is what if you don't get lost? Because sometimes when you get lost is when the magic happens. to the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast, your source for the everyday inspiration and practical tips that make international travel accessible to everyone. Hey guys, this is episode 90 of the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast. I'm Traveling Jackie, your host, and today we're kicking off a new series about alternative modes of transportation in travel or essentially ways to travel that don't include your typical car, bus, train, etc. We have some fun content coming up in these next several episodes. And I know because you've told me that you guys really like the before and after concept of talking with people before they've taken whatever leap they're about to take in travel and then coming back together with them afterwards to see how it went. And we're going to start this series just like that with a little twist because this time I'm the guinea pig. I'm actually coming to you from the future right now because I have just completed my first two bike tours ever, meaning cycling long distances every single day for a week. (laughs) And before I started, I had a lot of questions and concerns and I wanted to talk them out. So we're going to go back a few weeks to that conversation. Uh, In today's episode, I'm bringing the founder of biketours.com, Jim Johnson, on the show to talk to me about cycle touring and hopefully, as you'll hear, dispel some of the concerns that I had. And then in the next episode, we're going to skip forward and reflect on how things actually turned out for me on both of my tours. And we have a nice little surprise for you guys there as well. This episode is brought to you by biketours.com, a company passionate about cycle touring that makes choosing and booking a European bike tour incredibly simple. They offer over 200 bike tours, both guided and self-guided, across 40 countries in Europe with packages starting at just $700 a week, all ages and abilities welcome. They map the route, book the hotels, and provide you with bike rental equipment, so all you have to do is say yes and show up for your adventure. Check out biketours.com to view tours or go to travelingjackie.com slash bike tours to learn more about my personal experiences cycling with them. So let's go ahead and say hello to Jim and get this conversation started. Jim, thanks for being here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jackie. How are you? Where are you? I'm, I'm good. You you beat me to my favorite question. Um, I'm actually <laughs> in Orvieto right now in Italy, which is an ancient walled city just north of Rome. And I've been hanging out here for almost a week now in the midst of my travels, working, you know, doing my thing. And uh, And you, where are you today? I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And if you're not traveling, it's the best place to be. And if you are traveling, it's a great place to be too. <laughs> I've heard you talk about that place like that. And I think it's so cool. It's so important to love where you live. It's so important to love where you're from. Absolutely. You know, I love travel, but I love being here too. Yeah, that's good. I feel that way about Montana. I just need to uh, figure out how to feel that way about Montana during the winter. <laughs> well, come to Chattanooga during the winter. Oh, You'll be just... There you go. There's the sales pitch right there. Good job. <laughs> There's great cycling here too. Yeah. So speaking of that, that's what we're here to talk about today. 
because at the time that we're recording this, um, by the time they that the audience hears this, uh, I will have already completed my first bike tour, but I'm about to go on my very first bike tour and my knees are kind of shaking a little bit. <laughs> You'll be fine, Jackie. You'll be fine. I know. Okay. So, but this is exactly why I want to have this conversation now, because in so many things that we do in travel, whether it's just traveling at all for so many people, there's a lot of fears and concerns and anxiety around it that is often so easily dispelled once you just go and do it, you know? And so knowing that my logic is pushing me forward in this, you know, but mm -hmm. also knowing that I think a lot of people can relate to what I'm feeling right now. Um, I think that this will be a really cool conversation to have and could help a lot of people just with, um, not just with bike tours, but with travel in general and anything that they want to do, you know, taking these big leaps. <laughs> I was going to say, one of my favorite sayings is life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Oh yeah. Yeah. That being said, a lot of people ask me, you know, with our company, you know, so who's your biggest competition? Our biggest competition isn't another company. Our hmm. biggest competition is people's innate and natural fear. And part of our job here is to make that fear go away or at least have people understand they don't fear things the way they think they do. Because uh, you know, when we explain, and I guess we'll be talking about this, you know, what actually happens during a bicycle tour, they all of a sudden become, okay, yeah, I can do that. Yes. I can relate to that already because so as I'm so I'll just say this out loud for the sake of the the listeners, I'm about to do two of these bike tours, one in Portugal, which is a group trip, and the other one is solo. And it's I mean, that okay, I'm a solo traveler. I travel by myself all the time all over the world. Like I got that down, you know, but there's something about riding a bike for over 200 miles for eight days by myself, solo, that kind of freaks me out. <laughs> and so as I was, you know, actually making the decision to do this trip, because I mean, I was talking to you before this and I said, I was very clear on, you know, um, I'm doing group trips only because I don't want to do it by myself. I'm not ready for that. You know, and then we, I look at this, option to do this solo trip through Austria. And gosh, the more I read about it, the more I was like, I can do this, you know? And like, I, my courage was just rising. I could feel it, you know, because that's just what happens to me when I'm presented with a challenge. I'm like, yeah, I can do this. And to try and make myself feel better, you know, I was looking for anything that would, that would make me feel better about doing a solo trip. And there's, there's a post on your blog on biketours.com written by a solo female traveler who had done this exact trip. And when I read it and I realized that all she wrote, because she wrote about the pros and cons of doing solo versus guided. And the only thing that, that was a con about doing the solo trip was that you're by yourself in the end and that can get lonely. And so you have to reach out to people, you know? And I'm like, wait a second, really? She wasn't afraid that like, she would get stranded somewhere or her bike would break. Like she didn't mention any of that because apparently it just didn't happen to her, you know? And I'm thinking, well, if that's the only difference of a group trip and a solo trip, then I've totally got this, you know? And so that's when I signed up. 
Yeah, and, and, and she's exactly right. I mean, I, I go on a lot of guided tours. I go on a lot of self-guided tours. I go alone sometimes. And there's pros and cons to each. But her concern about you know being alone, for some people, that's the main reason to do it. And it's also, true. on I can't think of any solo bike tour that I've done where I haven't you know met people along the way. And maybe if I hadn't been solo, I wouldn't had wouldn't have had those interactions. That in one case, I was riding solo. It was the end of my first day on a bike tour. And to make a long story short, we dated for two years. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, there you have it. I mean, you know, and what's, I mean, I'm so used to being on my own now that that part is not what, what bothers me at all. It's like, I actually look forward to alone time. I love it. You know, I can totally entertain myself. Um, for me, it's the bicycle element. Of course. Yeah. The whole... <laughs> you're, you're exposed. I mean, it, you know, you're the same thing that makes people comfortable, let's say, you know, in a car, in a bus, in a train is what's great about a bike tour. Mm. But it's also what scares a lot of people about a bike tour because you are exposed to the world. You, But then again, you can smell things that people in cars aren't going to smell. You are going to hear things. You're going to see things because you're going slowly. So... A lot yeah. of the a lot of the things yeah. that cause fear, I know that you're going to find within a very short period of time when you start rolling down the Danube, the things that you you fear are going to be the things that give you most joy, mm. too. Because on a bicycle, you're probably if you look at all the different methods of travel, in some ways you're most vulnerable, in, at least in your own in your own mind. Or if you look just from a from a realistic point of view, I mean, you're there balancing on two wheels. I mean, how does that even work? You know, <laughs> yeah, which is one reason why you know when you and I talked and you were saying, you know, what what is, uh, you know, is the Danube a good choice? And I, I told you it's the best choice. It's where most of our first time bike tourists go. It's where families go because it's a dedicated bike path. So you're not going to have to worry right. about uh, there are great signs. You're not going to have to worry about getting lost. Uh, basically, I'm oversimplifying here, but look at the direction the Danube is flowing. Keep going <laughs> that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One thing I am really good with is maps. Now watch me get lost after I say that. But <laughs> uh, it's well, uh, you know, one of the questions that people ask us here is, you know, what if I get lost? And my response generally is, you know, the bigger issue is what if you don't get lost? Because sometimes mm -hmm. when you get lost is when the magic happens uh, because you have to ask someone for directions or you go someplace that certainly no one else who's ever done that bike tour has ever uh, <laughs> seen or experienced before. You know, yeah. so you know, getting lost is what becomes special to you. Absolutely. Now, if it's, you know, I don't mean that at that very moment, you're going to say, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. But in retrospect, the times that people get lost are sometimes what they remember most and most fondly. Mm-hmm. That's because, you know, they wouldn't have a, you know, it's not an adventure until something goes wrong. You know, like that, that wouldn't be a saying if it weren't really felt by a lot of people. And that's where that kind of comes into play is like, yeah, it's all part of the adventure. And that's the part that I feel comfortable with. I think for me, the, the thing that scares me the most actually is... I don't know how my body is going to react sitting on a bike for that long. Not just sitting, but like also 
I tend to tense up. And so I'm afraid that like, it's going to hurt my neck and let my, my seat is going to be sore. You know, like, do you have any advice for me in that? Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, I'm not going to say that when you wake up your second morning that you're not going to feel any aches and pains, Mm -hmm. you know, likely will, but you know, you're not going huge distances. First of all, you know, each day is relatively short distance, you know, 20 plus or minus miles. That's a short Uh, distance. It is when you consider that you have all day to do it. Okay. I imagine that you can, you can go three miles an hour if you needed to. Uh, okay. You know, I mean, you wouldn't want to go three miles an hour on a bike because you'd fall over at that speed. Yeah. I know, guess what I guess, I'm saying. Yeah, no, I think it sounds more, it sounds like more to me, but go ahead, go ahead. Well, yeah, if you, you know, break it up and say, okay, I'm going to go five miles and then I'm going to have a wonderful Austrian pastry yes. and coffee. Yes. And then I'm going to go another five miles and I'm going to go to this wonderful medieval town, walk around mm. the, the walls. Uh, it's a vineyard village as well. Maybe walk uh, through the vineyard, meet a vintner, have some wine. <laughs> and then you're going to go yeah. another couple miles to this wonderful place where you can have a wonderful Wiener schnitzel or whatever you'd like. Gosh. So you, know, you don't look at it as even a 20-mile day. Look at it as a, as a, a series of short jaunts that you know, break up all the wonderful experiences you're going to have otherwise. But even the cycling, you know, it's not like you're in the midst of a training ride and have to be, you know, worrying about speed and, you know, endurance and all that. You're going to look around you and see castles. You are going to see the Danube. You're going to see riverboats, vineyards. You're going to see such amazing things that you're probably going to forget some of those aches and pains. <laughs> You know, I think that is probably the single best piece of advice that you could have given me right there. Just by saying, you know, don't look at it as a 20 or 30 mile day. Because you're right. It's actually not. But I had not really considered that yet. You know, I don't know how to think about this. That's why I'm talking to you about it. But that's very true. And I already feel so much better. (laughs) My work here is done. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mic drop. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, something else that we tell people who, especially those going on the Danube, uh, and it's something that, that, you know, many people in your audience may not understand about, about this type of bicycle tour. This is not something where, you know, someone is handing you a bike and a map and telling you, you know, see you in a week. You know, all your hotels are planned, your route is planned, uh, your luggage is being transferred, mm-hmm. and there's a number that you can call if you run into trouble, whether you get lost, maybe you're exhausted. And it's not necessarily that if you're exhausted, they're going to come and pick you up. But on the Danube, there are so many different places along the way where you can just roll your bike onto a boat, <laughs> onto a train. It's such a central, uh, popular uh, bicycling route where tourism, bike tourism is so huge the infrastructure is there. So, you know, we call them ample bailout opportunities. <laughs> I hope I won't need one. <laughs> oh, I, you know, there's worse things in life, Jackie, than, you know, 15 miles into a ride deciding, hey, maybe I'm going to go on that riverboat instead. And you roll onto the riverboat and you sit and watch castles go by mm. as you're sipping 
wine God, or coffee. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Fine. Yes. Sign me Either up. Way. Twist my arm. I can't wait. <laughs> I, this is making me really excited, actually. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear from you. You know, as you're along along the route, because yeah. we literally have many people come back from their first bike tour, or even you know subsequent bike tours, saying, "Of all the travel I've done, and I know you've done a lot mm-hmm. of travel and a mm-hmm. lot of amazing travel, they come back and say, this was the trip." that transformed me more than any other. Ooh, I just got chills. And, you know, I'm not going to say it's going to happen to you because you've done some pretty amazing things and some things that involve a lot of physical effort as well. But there are a lot of people for whom, you know, travel, you know, involves four wheels, you know, or being in, you know, in one place and just, you know, and this is not a trip to Vegas. Uh, yeah. This is not a trip to Disney World. You know, so you're going to feel such a sense of accomplishment at the end of each day. And by the end of the trip, you're going to say, I just rode my bike mm-hmm. 200 miles, the full length of the Danube River in Austria. Yes. And that's pretty awesome. And you always yeah. have that. Mm-hmm. Even if you go on a boat, part of it, you can still, you know, it's okay. I can say it. <laughs> I have permission. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And yeah. And something that, Again, you know, you're sort of an unusual travel creature. Um, so I, I won't say that all of these apply to you, uh, but certainly to most of our clients on their first or early tours, they find that their senses get heightened because you get numbed a lot uh, on a lot of types of tours. On a bike tour, I mean, you are just so aware of everything around you. You know, you're listening to the wind in the trees. You are smelling that hay that was just uh, uh, you know cut by by a farmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, you know, probably not this time of year, but if you were going on this ride in September with all the vineyards along the way, mm-hmm. you would smell the grapes that have fallen to the ground and are sort of fermenting on their own, mm-hmm. which is a a wonderful smell unto its own. You get to savor the whole experience. And I think I, I may have told you this story, but I believe it was an outside magazine a number of years ago. And uh, I, I wish I hadn't read it because I'd like to be the one to have originated it, but I'm not. <laughs> but they made reference to, uh, the author was on a on a trip through uh, Europe, coincidentally. And the author wrote words to the effect, you know, when you travel through Europe and you're in a car, a train, a bus, and you look through the windshield, it's like you're watching this amazing movie pass by. Mm. When you're on a bike, you're in the movie. Mm-hmm. So you're the star. Yeah. You will be this, this movie. Yeah, I'll take it. I'm going to bring my mm-hmm. GoPro so I can show everybody. They yes. can watch my movie. That's what I <laughs> bring my GoPro and make a video so they can watch my movie. <laughs> yeah. And I will add one thing, though. Again, this does not apply to you, and I'm sure to you know to to most of your audience. But a lot of people are concerned when they go on vacation, they're going to you know eat too much, come back, and have gained weight. Very few people go on bike tours and come back and have gained weight. So I, I'm going to mention three important syllables to you: gelato. Gelato. Hey, I'm in yeah. Italy right now. I understand those syllables. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And on a bike tour, there's you know, dining without guilt. 
Dining without guilt. Those are the words. Yeah. I mean, that I am really excited about because, you know, I love to eat and um, I love to exercise as well. And I feel like I'm going to get the best of both on on uh, both of these trips. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Without guilt. Not that I Without generally guilt. carry it, but you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there may be some people out there listening who do and... Now they know they can do this without guilt. Mm -hmm. I am excited now. So thank you for sharing all of that. Hey, one more question about a concern of mine. Okay. I know that it's just a phone call, but I don't know why I have this concern that like, what if my bike breaks? And I'm sure that that's really normal for people to have a concern over um, on these solo trips. But like, what if my bike does break? How close is help? (laughs) It depends where you are on the route, but one of the many, many nice things about the Danube, uh, and just to give you a a very quick history lesson is, you know, where you will be riding is on an asphalt trail that once uh, was used by mules to pull the barges back upstream. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? It means, first of all, it's not steep. Uh, (laughs) Secondly, and in the direction you're going, it's ultimately all, you know, not all, but mostly downhill. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is because, you know, the, the mules couldn't go 24-7, the crews, there needed to be a lot of places along the way where they could sleep or or, or eat. So there are a lot of towns up and down the Danube, mm. uh, both because of that and, you know, because of history. So you're never that far from, you know, from help. So let's say you call the uh, the local tour operator uh, we work with and... They might be able to, you know, to come, you know, one of their vans may be near you and they may be able to come and you know, either fix things or, or or take you somewhere where it can be fixed. Or they might say, you are literally a quarter mile from a repair shop that we have a contract with and let us figure out the best way for you to get there. Okay. So, and I have been on maybe 40, 50, I, I don't even know how many bike tours I've been on. And, you know, I'm not a bike mechanic. Mm-hmm. You know, I run a bike tour company. You know, my, my passion is travel and tourism, and I love doing it by bike. But I'm not a, a bike mechanic. So I have a lot of the, the same concern that you do, you know, which is why you know, when I go solo, I often go on places where I know that, worst case, you know, help is not far away. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, well, that's good to know. And I'm sure it's like that on on most of the tours that you offer through biketours.com? Yes. Yeah, it's, it varies, of course, because you know, there's some places that are tourism centers, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where there are a lot of bike tours, uh, uh, bike tourists. And there are other places where, you know, part of, part of the joy is you don't see anyone all day, uh, right. you know, and, and you're between cities and you're out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, which is why we didn't have you do one of those your first tour. Yeah. <laughs> well, it makes sense. I mean, it sounds like I'm going as, you know, for this first one by myself, because it really, it will be my second tour, but the first one by myself, it sounds like the perfect place for a beginner. It really does. Yeah, and you'll have a level of confidence you get from your guided tour. Yeah. Well, you'll see, okay. 20 miles really isn't that much when it's spread out across the whole day and with gelato breaks every four miles. Yeah. I mean, I've run more than that in one day before. <laughs> so well, it, I can do this. 
Not that that was easy. Oof. My first marathon was along the Danube River. Oh. So uh, it's, uh, when you get to the, um, uh, the city of Milk, mm-hmm. from there to the town of Durenstein was the route of the, of the marathon. And uh, a funny story, I was really slow. I mean, like really slow among, among the last people to finish. Mm-hmm. And at one point I was the last person. And when I would come to the water stations, they'd be like, oh, we didn't know anyone who stopped there. And they'd already like closed up, poured out the water and run their way. But luckily, that part of the Danube is where most of the vineyards are and they line the bike path. So I was probably breaking some kind of law, but I was desperate. (laughs) All I did was when I got thirsty, I strolled up into a vineyard, took a couple handful of grapes, you know, ate them and I... I had, you know, my, my sugar and my, and my, and my water all in one. Who needs gel packs? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was totally natural. I mean, yeah, that and the, uh, in addition to, uh, the water that they were serving, they, they were also uh, serving Red Bull, but that's a whole other story that, that would not have gone well. Oof. Wow. Yeah. Well, that sounds beautiful. Really? Yeah. So it's, uh, Give my best to, especially that part of the Danube, because yeah, I got to know it really intimately. I'll say hi for you. Thanks. How did biketours.com come to be in the first place? Because you obviously are very passionate about about biking. And so maybe you have a story there. <laughs> I do have a story. Oh. <laughs> you know, just by coincidence, I have a story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to fill in every year since, but it started about age seven or eight when I planned my family's vacations. I was passionate about travel planning. Wow. And this was way, 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 way before the internet. It was way before fax machines for that matter. And, you know, my, my parents would help me send away for maps and brochures and all that. So I was, I was planning family trips way back then and just travel became a passion for me. When I was 14, went on my first European tour. Uh, I was a choir boy, story for another time. And I've been back maybe 40 times since. To Europe, okay. To Europe. Mm -hmm. I also became uh, a travel writer for about 20 years. And uh, I speak German fluently, so my focus was on Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. And I realized that one of the best ways to explore a region and to get to know it and write about it as you will experience, is by bike. Hmm. And so I spent a lot of time bicycling around those three countries. But like you, I wasn't totally comfortable just going out and doing it on my own. So I worked with some local bike tour companies there that that, uh, helped me set things up. I was a part-time travel writer and uh, full-time working for um, a large uh, uh, large corporation. I lost my job at the corporation and it just hit me. I said to the um, bike store companies uh, that had been setting up my trips, I said, do you sell to many Americans? And they said, no. I said, how would you like me to be your North American rep? Mm-hmm. And they loved the idea. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first year represented maybe about four of them. Uh, had created a website, had maybe 30 or 40 tours on the site, sold to about 125 clients. And 15, almost 15 years later, we now represent... Uh, approximately 75 local bike tour companies uh, in 40 European countries. And last year, we sent uh, 3,800 
uh, clients on European bike tours. Mm. And it's a win, win, win. First of all, the European companies have access to large market that they never were able to tap into before because there's a lot of competitions with a lot of the big you know, North American bike tour companies, and they weren't able to, to break into the market until recently. And perhaps most important for your audience is how the, the travelers benefit, which is the European bike tour companies, because they're local, they don't have a lot of the overhead and a lot of the expenses uh, and executive salaries and all that that the North American companies do. Mm-hmm. So these are not tours that cost three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000. Half of the tours on our site are under $1,200 for a week. And it's for a package, you know, not just yeah. for an app. And, you know, so our clients get the benefit of lower prices. They get uh, the benefit of, you know, working with locals. And something that's very, very important to me is sustainable tourism. And when clients book through us, what happens is most of their money, about 80%, will stay in the local communities that they're biking through. Mm. So, you know, to the hotels, to the restaurants, uh, to, um, you know, to guides and so on, um, you know, to salaries for, for locals who are supporting the tours. So it just makes me feel good that, this is a rare win-win-win situation. Mm-hmm. You know, we we had a we were working on different slogans that we could use for the company uh, some time ago, and uh, one that uh, you know we we liked but ultimately rejected was um, something along the lines of bicycle tourism, saving the world one revolution at a time. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but, Based on some of our destinations, we thought there might be some sensitivity there. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense, I mean, though. That's that's saving the world one one bike at a time, <laughs> one biker and, maybe. And, <laughs> and and I I do believe very strongly and sincerely that you know tourism as a whole. I know you feel this as well. Is one way of making peace around the world a little bit more likely. Mm. And on a bike, it's maybe even more likely because of the the intimate nature of the travel, the people that you meet. Because what, I, what I've found is that uh, you know governments may hate other some other governments, but people from those countries, you know, we're fine with each other. And um, you know, the more that people travel, the more that the people in the destination countries, you know, and for the travelers themselves realize that we're all just people yeah trying to get through the day as best we can and enjoying our lives as best we can and ending up having some amazing friendships that really you know if you look at at the news you'd think the world we all hate each other and we don't and to me tourism and especially bicycle tourism makes it possible for people to realize we have far more in common than what divides us. And most of us are really pretty good people. Yeah. Yeah. I totally believe in that. I definitely agree with you. I, I that's one of the reasons I believe so much in travel is, uh, it just, it, I think that it, it, it taps into the, 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 your own potential, first of all, as a traveler, mm-hmm. uh, as a person, but it 
the education that is just the byproduct of it, of just mm-hmm. experiencing other places yeah. and other people, other cultures is just, you cannot compare anything else to that. You can only do that through travel and through through having the experience yourself. So I yeah. totally agree. Yeah, a lot of it is about being a traveler and not a tourist. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, getting to know where you are and taking time to immerse yourself a little bit and not just walk around and, and taking selfies. <laughs> like, do you even see the place or are you looking at your phone the whole time? <laughs> oh, yo, don't worry. I'll see it when I get home. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> uh, funny. Well, is there anything else that you want to add to this conversation for now? If people still have any any concerns about whether they can do it, they should continue to follow you and they will see that they can because you'll you'll love it and you'll be telling them all about it. Yes. I'm very excited for that because actually in the in the next episode, which doesn't exist at the time that we're recording this, but mm-hmm. um, in the next episode, we're going to get back together after or perhaps even during my Danube trip yeah. um, mm-hmm. and and just talk about it and see you know how it's going and how how I feel about it. And I just, I predict good things. <laughs> I foresee oh, yeah. positivity there. So I'm, I'm excited to be the guinea pig in the before and after because <laughs> I've done these several times on the show before and... It gets to be me this time. I get to be it. I don't know. Uh-huh. You know what I mean. And you're gonna love it. I you know, I can't wait for that that next conversation. Yeah. Well, cool. So, I guess we can leave it at that for now, and we will pick this back up in the future. <laughs> in the future. In the future. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Jim. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, there you have it. I already know the outcome and you're soon to find out. So stay tuned for the next episode. And remember that we have a special gift for you that's coming in the next show as well. Once again, a shout out to our sponsor, biketours.com. I've had two incredible trips with them so far and I'm excited for more. They've introduced me to a world of cycle touring that I had never tried before. And now I'm a believer. If you enjoy active travel, I encourage you to check out their website and give bike touring a shot. Biketours.com makes it easy to choose and book a tour. They've taken care of all the logistics. So all you have to do is say yes and show up. You can go straight to biketours.com to view tours or go to travelingjackie.com slash bike tours to learn more about my personal experiences cycling with them. As always, you can find the show notes for today's episode at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash 90. And if you have any questions or comments about any of this, feel free to ask them or comment there on the show notes page. I always answer comments personally. That's it for now. Thanks for tuning in today. And I hope to have you right back here for the next one. 